the greatest picture I have ever made. And I've got the angle on the trailer. Boys, we've got to get across to the public that that picture has everything. Why, it's hilarious. It's romantic. It's tender. It's charming. It's delightful. It's exciting. And it's groovy. Yes, yes Mr. Schaefer. That does it, boss. Mr. Schaefer, you've got a great idea. Naturally. Now, I'll tell you what we do. Welcome to Movie Umpers. My name is Bob Sham. I'm Angela. Sounds here may be dogs. Mm-hmm. Now uh, we're we're trying to work out a new sign off all month long for yeah. next year. Mm-hmm. 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 And you're one from last from the our last discussion from uh, from the Black Christmas episode was dance like no one is watching. <laughs> I'm going to nix that one. No, 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 I don't I think knew. that one's going to make it. <laughs> So I hope you can come up with another one. Yeah, yeah. By the end of oh, the episode. Man. Okay. All right. So okay. um we're Pressure's moving. on. That one was a joke. They're all jokes. They're all jokes, but I mean I knew. You it think was we seriously mean death to all traitors? Maybe sometimes, but I mean, mostly not. I mean, yeah. But I mean, yes, that's more of an homage. Our 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 sign off all year was Death to All Traitors. Yeah, it's going to be different for 2024 because 2024 is looking bleak enough. We're not going to be wishing death. No. There will be plenty of death without our we help next really year. We never really wished death, but yeah. No. Well, it depends on who. You know you are. <laughs> but we're talking about we're talking about Christmas classics all Monday long. You pretty much All Monday it. long. All Monday long. Sure thing. <laughs> all month long on Mondays. <laughs> And we're talking about the mir not the miracle. It's just called Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street from nineteen forty seven, directed by George Seaton. Written by George Seaton and Valentine Davies, starring Edmund Gwynn, who plays Santa, Natalie Wood, a baby Natalie Wood, Maureen O'Hara, yes. and John Payne. Maureen O'Hara. What does that mean when you said that? I think she's great. Oh, okay. She's beautiful. I guess she did a really good job playing a terrible person in this movie. I can't think 
of what else she's been in, but I know the Quiet Man, her face, Quiet Man with John Wayne. She's like, it's only one that really comes to mind. She's okay. Mm. She's okay. I just love this movie, so like I just love her. But her, but I have problems with her. Her character in this movie is a bad, is a legitimately a bad person. Let's she be honest. She is a horrid mother. All right. Is a she will not let her daughter mother. use her imagination. What kind of an animal are you? And I said, I'm not an animal. I'm a girl. And he said, only animals allowed here. Goodbye. So it came upstairs. Why didn't you tell him you were a lion or a bear? Because I'm not a bear or a lion. <laughs> but the other children were only children, and they were pretending to be animals. Well, that's what makes the game so silly. She is misguided. What did I say? She's Miss Havisham Light. Yeah, that's a that's pretty good. Cause she she doesn't want her daughter to believe in fairy tales because then she'll be swept off her feet by some supposed prince charming and find out it's not true, which is really just her. Which is what happened to her. Exactly. And so she's from birth so that's, determined to teach this girl to not believe in fairy tales and fantasies. So so um Natalie Wood's dad Who knows? Ran off, walked off, died. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe what happened was she was with a man, baby daddy. He played a song and smiled. And she was like, <laughs> we can't have that in this house and made him leave or killed him and threw him in uh, the Hudson, Only she killed Hudson him. River. I don't trust this lady. Really? You think she's that bad? She's I think bad. she's damaged. She's, she has mentally, she's mentally abusing her kid. No, yeah. This kid is stiff. As I know. She doesn't know how to pretend. Santa Claus has to be like, explain what an imagination. Yeah. You never had to tell me how to pretend anything at any age. I know. That just came. Yeah. And she doesn't believe in Santa Claus. And look, there you can you can also be like, well, she's Jehovah's Witness. You could like make that claim. Some, some parents do that, though. They're always I do like, get- I don't want to lie to my kids. I get it, I get it, but like the rationale as to why she tells her that Santa isn't real is that she just doesn't want her to be lost in fairy tales and wonder. She wants her to be practical, she is logical. Pre- well, I'm sorry, but it's just that I couldn't see any harm in just saying hello to the old fellow. But I think there is harm. I tell her Santa Claus is a myth, and you bring her down here, and she sees hundreds of gullible children, meets a very convincing old man with real whiskers. This sets up a very harmful mental conflict within her. What is she going to think? Whom is she going to believe? And by filling them full of fairy tales, they grow up considering life a fantasy instead of a reality. They keep waiting for Prince Charming to come along. When he does, he turns out to be a... We were talking about Susie, not about you. There's certain points in a kid's life where you should teach some practicality. It's not when they're seven fucking years old. They should be a kid having fun. I know. Believing in magic. Honestly, it speaks to how good of a little actress Natalie Wood was because she... She actually is pretty great in this movie. Is so good in this movie because it's so much... And you're right. I don't like Maureen O'Hara's character, but I don't know. She has a good skeptic Um, face. This seems awfully silly, Mr. Gailey. Well, I thought as long as we're in the store, you might as well say hello to Santa Claus. Why? Well, because when you talk to him, you might feel differently about him. She has a good skeptic face. She comes off as 
truly having bought into all of this. Like, she's so matter-of-fact and just honest. And, but then, but then in those moments when she lets herself be a little girl for a moment, it's so endearing. Like, she's in awe of Chris when she sees him singing in Dutch with this little Dutch girl. That almost made me cry watching as an adult. Santa's real, by the way. Oh, yeah, Santa's real. Good old Chris walks up right onto a parade criticizing... uh, The drunk Santa. Yeah, yeah. And he's also, um, like, he goes to a shop display and he's like, well, the reindeer would be, like, arranged in this way. That doesn't doesn't make any sense. Now, look, Santa, you have to understand... Surely Santa would understand that people are just portraying his likeness and, like, he's just kind of being a know-it-all in that point, right? And he should know... That they're just going to use the iconography. It's not always going to be literalized. But this Santa, he is kind of a an um, actually. He's like the Neil deGrasse Tyson of Santas. He does at the end say, glad I could help you. Yeah. Out. And the man's like, get away from me. Um, and he does scold the drunk Santa. He does. and And so he ends up being Santa because Santa's drunk. And then they hire him to work at Macy's because they need a Santa. So at the beginning, you might think this is going to be a total like commercial for Macy's, which it is. Kind of, And yeah. Gimbel's. It's actually a commercial for all the boutique shops with it gifts is, in New York City. While at the same time condemning capitalism. Uh, I wouldn't call it a blatant condemnation. It's a, it's a, con- a condemnation of... Specifically, commercialism during Christmas time. Yes, that's true. It's not a condemnation of capitalism. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far, but it is still refreshing in that it does push back against the cynicism of holiday yeah. consumerism. So I'll give it that. But yeah, Santa, a kid asked Santa for a fire engine. Listen, you wait over there. Mama wants to thank Santa Claus too. Listen, what's the matter with you? Don't you understand English? I tell you, Macy's ain't got any. Nobody's got any. I've been all over. My feet are killing me. Fine thing, promising the kid. Now, you don't think I would have said that unless I was sure, do you? You can get those fire engines at Schoenfeld's on Lexington Avenue. Only eight fifty. a wonderful bargain. Schoenfeld's? I don't get it. Oh, I keep track of the toy market pretty closely. Does that surprise you, sir? Surprise me. Macy's sending people to other stores. You kidding me? The mother is like so thrown off by. I love it. this character because she's like, I don't understand you. Yeah. So what she, are you doing? So she goes up to like the the manager and she's like, to think that Macy's would do this to recommend other stores get thing to other stores when they don't have things. You've got a Macy's customer for life. Mm-hmm. So word gets back to Mister Macy that this has to him it's. It's actually upped a his giving reputation. Yeah. And it's actually resulting in profits. The other stores catch on to this method. They start doing the same thing. And so it's like they are spreading the information around to help parents get shit. And so it is cynical in the sense that, like, it's true. Their methods are cynical, even though Santa's isn't. Yeah. But. Santa never tells people, he, he, what Santa should do is like, you know, instead of just asking for all this shit, why don't you make your mother a homemade Christmas card? 
Yeah. You know, that's the kind of thing that maybe you'd want Santa to do. But he meets uh, Natalie Wood's character. I forget her name. Also, Natalie Wood's mom. We could never remember characters' names, so we just call them by the actor names. She runs the Macy. She's she 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 works there, and she's got uh, this dude that lives across the street from her, John Payne, who wants to get in her pants. She wants to hook up. I don't know what he sees in this woman. She's beautiful and she's smart and she's abusive, emotionally, mentally abusive. He she's a horrid see human being. Past <laughs> that to that she she has a cute kid. She has a cute kid and she does change by the end and that's when he knows he really loves her. He can see that she has the potential to not be such a stiff stick up your butt kind of woman. He knows that she can loosen up. It's like he takes on the challenge of getting to breaking down her walls, right? So, okay, so he will when um so after the challenge is done and complete and he leaves her because the challenge is over. No, they're going to get married. She will then full on just start whipping her kid. Robert, they're going to get married. Oh, well, that's what At we At the end. That's what we'd like to think. That's what happens. <laughs> they didn't get I didn't see them get married at the end. Did you see a wedding at the end of this movie? Listen, just to buy Listen, they're going to buy the house. He said they're not going to disappoint <laughs> the little girl. So little girl, uh, she's skeptical of Santa, which is kind of cute how she's... Isn't it Susie? Natalie Wood plays Susan Walker. Susie is Natalie Wood's character's name. Okay, we and have determined. And Fred Gailey, Mr. Gailey, is the man across the street. That's John Payne. So yeah. it's Ms. Walker. So uh, Susie, that's Natalie Wood's character, um, she asks Santa... She starts to become a little more convinced pretty quickly, especially after the Dutch girl incident. It's such a sweet, I know I keep saying it, but it's such a sweet scene. And she's like, okay, Santa, well, I want a house. That's what I want for Christmas. You mean a doll's house like this? No, a real house. If you're really Santa Claus, you can get it for me. And if you can't, you're only a nice man with a white beard like Mother said. Now, wait a minute, Susie. Just because every child can't get his wish, that doesn't mean there isn't a Santa Claus. That's what I thought you'd say. And Santa's like... A whole oh, house? A whole house? Like, what's wrong with your apartment? And she's like, no, I want a, I want a house. If you're really... Sad. She really comes out with the challenge. Yeah. Like, might as well just ask her for the Empire State... Ask him for the Empire State Building. Yeah. You'd give it to me. You'd sign it over in my name. But there's some opposition to Santa in terms of... Macy's has a guy that... Administ- he's not a psychiatrist. He administers tests to test sanity. And they're testing Santa's sanity. Even though at this point... The higher-ups at Macy's don't care because he's making the money. Mr. Macy is like, he can have whatever he wants. He's giving him bonuses. They call the doctor from the old folks' home where he lives. Yeah. Who comes in. So I guess he lives there all year and then on Christmas Eve he delivers presents. I don't know. But he comes and basically is like, he's totally harmless. Like, he's... He's... Everything is for good. Like, he... Yeah, okay, maybe he's delusional, but it's positive. Yeah, yeah. But this other guy just, like, has a stick up his butt, and he's obviously very unhappy in his life. Yeah, this dude. And he's trying to make everyone else around him miserable, and so he decides that Kris Kringle is going to be violent at some point. And you know what? Chris does get violent, because Chris finds out that this same asshole guy has been 
filling this 17-year-old kid who works as a janitor there, filling his head up with bullshit. Yeah, he's like, you're supposed to hate your father. He's like, you hate your father. Oh, sure. He says that guys who dress up like Santa Claus, see, and give presents away, do it because when they was young, they must have did something bad, and they feel guilty about it. So now they do something they think is good to make up for it, see? It's what he calls a guilt complex. How old are you, Alfred? Seventeen. Seventeen. It doesn't seem to me that you've had time to be guilty of anything much except overeating. He's a seventeen-year-old kid who likes it to give presents to kids at the Y. I bet Scientologists love this movie. He's a good kid. I bet Scientologists oh. fucking love oh this movie. Oh my god! Because that guy could not be the worst representative for psychiatry ever. That's true. Well, and they they're like, that's exactly that how not. they are. But but Chris Kringle goes in and he's so frustrated with him that he hits him on the head with his cane and makes a big old bump and the guy's a fucking asshole so he over exaggerates acts like he's passed out acts like he's dying and for some some reason he manages to get Chris to Bellevue and Chris is so upset that he blows his his test load he gave. He gives all the wrong answers to the sanity quiz, because, which is stupid. Because he momentarily kind of loses faith in the... He, and you know what? The real Santa Claus wouldn't lose faith like that. <laughs> he momentarily does until John Payne's character, who he's been letting Santa literally sleep in the room with him. Because his whole deal is, I'm going to work on the mom and you're going to work on the kid. And we know they can be happy. We just have to like win them over. I mean, Maureen O'Hare ain't, ain't ain't that hot, right? Ain't worth this much. I think he looks at them and is like, this is a family that should have more fun, so I want to make them have more fun. <laughs> Literally, that Santa's goal is like, God, they need to loosen the fuck up. Yeah. And this guy's... And she's a sweet kid. And John Payne's like, I'm going to loosen her up eventually. I mean. I'm going to get it real loose. It goes from, like, getting Susie to convince her mom to invite him to Thanksgiving to, like, a few scenes later, he comes over and he's like, hey, sweetheart, and they kiss. And I was like, when did that happen? There, yeah, well, the, it seemed like they... Time that, passes. He's but... known them for a bit. Like, so John no. Payne had a relate. had It's kind of had a... Because she's watching the, the parade with him That is the, the first time the mom met him. That's the first yes, time? because because she goes in... That she's is quite like, trusting. She goes in... Well, she goes into the housekeeper. Right. And she says, where's Susie? And uh, the housekeeper says, oh, she's across the street and i and said out loud that apartment. wouldn't happen nowadays but the housekeeper could see through and she's like i've been keeping an eye on her i didn't think you'd mind and apparently they he had taken them to the zoo the day before like he's he's doing that thing and he even says it he's straight grooming. to her face no but he says straight to her face the best way to get to the mom is to make friends with the kid and so he was like trying to like Get the kid to like him so then he could, like, talk to the mom. I think a modern woman might be like, this guy's trying way hard. He's been plotting this for a long he time. He was plotting it, and somehow he comes off as charming instead of creepy, but it could have been really creepy. He is a lawyer, which we kind of find out, like, halfway through the movie, I guess. How does Santa end up having to go to trial? Because because he's in Bellevue, and because he faked his test and failed it, they want to commit him. And... 
they're ready to sign the commitment papers, and he go, Gailey goes in and goes, I want a trial. I want a sanity hearing. I want to, like, not just sign it on a paper. Like, we're going to talk about this in a court. Mm. And so then they go in, and at first, it's just, is he sane or not? But then it becomes a question of, is, is Santa Claus Santa's, real or is not? Is he Santa? And now this whole trial is... Well, then it becomes, is Santa Claus real or not? Kind of an insane... And they, they say, okay, he is. We can see that Santa's real, but this is not Santa. And then they have to prove he is. And yes, now, this is a movie, but this whole process of the trial is, like, insane. Yeah. It's kind of funny in how the turns are and how the the stuck-up fucks are foiled. I love when Mr. Macy sits right on that right on that stand and is like, I do believe he's Santa Claus. That's hilarious. Literally everyone but like two people don't want this trial to happen. Yeah. Fred from One I is Love the, Lucy. Ma- the mayor is like, this is a bad idea. Well, whoever Fred plays, he's like trying to get this judge reelected because they're at like the Supreme Court of New York or something. Yeah. And well, the other guy's like a DA or something, right? Yeah, he's like a DA. And his kid, they put his kid, I love this part. They put his kid on the stand. Tell me, Tommy, why are you so sure there's a Santa Claus? Because my daddy told me so. Didn't you, Daddy? <laughs> and you believe your daddy, don't you, Tommy? He's a very honest man. Of course he is. My daddy wouldn't tell me anything that wasn't so. Would you, Daddy? Thank you, Tommy. He wouldn't lie to me. He wouldn't lie to me. But let me tell you, if you want to steal an identity, all right, let me give y'all a hint. You want to steal somebody's identity and you want to convince a court of law, like, yes, this is who I am. I am George of the Jungle. (laughs) All right. And you do have some publicity on your hand. And all you have to do is get thousands of people. To write you, calling you George of the Jungle, for example, and have them mail all the shit to the courtroom where your trial is happening. And if you can get enough letters sent to the court in which your trial is occurring that declares that, yes, you are indeed George of the Jungle... You are George of the Jungle. There are some real holes in this that (laughs) when I was a child... You could back a Teamster totally truck through these holes. Well, because, okay. And and even last year but when we watched okay. it. But it's kind of okay. I'm just kind of picking on the It is kind of okay, but the way that happens doesn't make sense. It's not like George Gailey. Is that his name? Fred Gailey? Whatever the fuck. Mr. Gailey. Uh, you don't, you're getting him a little confused with George Bailey from It's a Wonderful Bailey. Life. Fred Gailey. Mr. Gailey. Mr. Gailey. Lawyer Gailey. Attorney Gailey, he does not go to the post office and say, hey, guys, bring all the Santa Claus letters. What happens is this random dude working at a post office sorting facility is like, oh, look at this. They did a Santa Claus letter to the courthouse in the Supreme Court of New York. And then they're like, how many? We always get, you know, North Pole, South Pole, whatever pole. But this one actually has the courthouse. So... How many letters we got over there? Thousands. Thousands and thousands. Like 50,000. 50, and he's like, you know what we should do? We should take them all. We should get rid of them and take them. Well, that's and where they're mailed to. Take, I know. Well, no. One letter was. The other one says Santa Claus at the North Pole. But oh. they were like, we want to get rid of all these letters. So they decide somehow on the exact same day that they're going to lose this case because they need to prove by like a, a recognized 
like federal entity or something. I can't remember the words they use, but an official entity has to the recognize post office. them. And so the post office shows up. Recognizes. And saves their butt. Post office is like, yeah, that's Santa Claus. So then the judge with his desk, pulpit, whatever, it covered in. Pulpit. <laughs> covered in letters to Santa declares that, yes, Chris Kringle is Santa Claus. And then they all go to a Christmas morning party. Even Mr. Macy is there at the old folks' home. Yeah, yeah. And then Chris Kring and you know, you know, little Susie is like, I believe, I believe. It's silly, but I believe. And because she's like, he didn't give me my house, so yeah. I don't believe. And mom's love- like, you have to believe. That's so funny when like all this has happened. And she's like, you didn't give me my house. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, she's like, she Fuck goes, you, I motherfucker. What I love the most. Fake though, ass Santa. Well, and I guess like. <laughs> She says something that I feel like I could sort of relate to as a kid where she goes, I mean, I knew it wouldn't be here, but I thought there would at least be like a letter explaining or something. And because it was like not mentioned, she was so upset about it. And so then Chris goes up to Mr. Gailey and he says, hey, you should take this specific way home because you'll avoid traffic. This is now this is very funny. So they go down this specific way. They go to Long Island. Look, because... He said earlier he wanted to live on Long Island. Gailey said that. Mm-hmm. Wanted a little house there. So that kind of gives you a clue as to how And there was a picture be. of a house that Susie wanted. And so basically what Chris... All Chris did was give them directions that would cause them to drive by a house that was on sale that looks no. like the house that she wanted in Long Island. It's sillier than that. They it's live. For sale. They live in the city. They live in a building in the city. Yeah. We don't know what borough they live in. Yeah. They probably live in Manhattan, maybe Brooklyn. Yeah. Right. And he ha- and Chris Kringle, Chris Kringle says, and we know this house is in Long Island, right? Yeah. Long Island, like say Manhattan is an island right here. Bob, you're forgetting Long- that they're at the old folks' home that is in Long Island. The old folks' home is in Long Island. It must be because he has to take a long butt, like a long train every day to get to the old folks' home. That's why he moves in with Gailey. Okay, I missed that part. That the yeah, old the folks old folks' home, home is far away from the borough. I just assumed borough. it was like somewhere in the borough. Nah, dude. That's why he has to live with Gailey because they decide that like they need him to be somewhere no. where he can like be close and not have to take okay. the train all the time. I really thought I was poking a giant hole in this. That's also why they just went, okay, yeah, we'll take your directions because they don't fucking know the area. I thought, I thought they were looping around to their apartment in Manhattan no, by no, driving no. all the way out no, to Long Island. that would be so silly. That would be silly <laughs> if that's what happened. You gotta go all the way to Flushing, do a big U-turn. <laughs> I know normally it takes you one minute to walk across the across the hallway, but why don't you drive for three hours? <laughs> um, so, so they go past this house that is on sale for sale in Long Island that looks exactly like the house that in Susie wants, and she starts yelling, "Stop the car! Stop the car!" And she jumps out of the car and runs into the house, and she's like, "This is my house! This is my house!" And they go in too, and she's like, is there a swing? And she's so excited, and she runs upstairs, and she picks out her room. And they're like, what are you even doing in here? And then they start talking, and he's like, well, you know, it is for sale. And we can't really let her down. And um, the mom, and Susie says in front of him, mama told me to believe, and I didn't want to believe. But she said, sometimes you have to believe in things that, you know, if things don't happen the way you want them to, you still have to believe. And he looks at her like, you really said that? And she's like. Yeah, and he spins her around and kisses her because now 
they're all delusional he's together. Got him. He got him. He's got her. She softened. Yeah. And wet. she believes in things. For the first time since and I, so, since okay. before she was born. He says. She's turned on. He says, we can't let her down. And then they look over in the corner. And this line has never made sense to me ever for a second. Oh, no, it can't be. It must have been left here by the people that moved out. Maybe. Maybe I didn't do such a wonderful thing after all. Maybe I didn't do such a good thing. By proving that the real Santa Claus is Santa Claus? That's what you were trying to do. Like, what did you not do that was a good thing? you rather have him committed? You said... He's actually Santa Claus. He's making a sport to get with this uptight woman. He's got her. Maybe I didn't do such a good thing. That's not what he's this talking is, we've about. We've already he's talking talked about, about this. saving Chris. Look, he's I can read. About I am so Chris. reading this. I'm so reading this movie deeper and more accurately than anyone ever no. has. He's already regretting the relationship, and he's looking for a way out. Did you notice that right before <laughs> they do that, go into that house that they're presumably going to get married and live in? She calls him Uncle Fred for the first time. Oh, that was weird too. Yeah. She's got one of those dad Call uncles. mommy's boyfriend uncle. Yeah, whatever. Weird. Whatever. Weird. Anyway. That's Miracle on 34th Street. Uh, it actually is very cute. It is. I, we were kind of poking at it, but I, I, Edmund Gwynn is very good in it. Um, I love Alfred, the, the 17-year-old kid. I love him. Neil deGrasse Claus. <laughs> He's, he, he actually is... <laughs> Very sweet most of the time. Yeah. Natalie Wood does play like She's a... brilliant. A real, yeah, she really is very good in this movie. And Maureen O'Hara does play a, a very subtly dark and twisted person. And John Payne plays... He's John Payne. Uh, so... <laughs> they couldn't get Jimmy Stewart. Oh, uh, I was busy. <laughs> I was busy. Making a better movie. That we'll talk about next week. <laughs> But yeah, you're gonna give this one through five. I'm gonna give this one through five combined for best out of ten. What do you give? Well, you want me to rate it first or you? I'll go first. Go ahead. This is a four for me. Wow. Oh, good. I mean, I'm glad you get a lot out. I do think it's a good I movie. I do love it. I really do. I mean, I I can recognize as a grown person like how you know kind of silly it is, but growing up watching it, like it's not. It's not for adults, really. It is for kids, you know? Like, it is a family movie. It's a holiday movie. It gives you all the feelings it's supposed to give you. The The right message is there. But I'm going to give it a, a 3.5. Okay, fair. So that's a 7.5 for Miracle on 34th Street. Amongst the 7.5s, it is in a good company with movies like Role Models. <laughs> Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Horror of Dracula, Collateral, It's Alive. <laughs> That's how good Miracle on 34th Street is. Okay. It's in that camp. It's pretty good. Yeah. B+. plus. So check the links, show notes for other places to find us. Uh, what are your thoughts on this Christmas classic? I'm sure a lot of people have um, a lot of thoughts on it. Mm -hmm. I know they remade it. That that one little girl, no, I don't accept that little girl. Where Natalie, baby Natalie Wood, baby Natalie Wood. Yeah, we love her. We love her uh, 
skeptic face. It has a uh, very cute like, subscribe, leave a comment, fun facts, corrections, whatever you choose. Just don't be like hateful or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we're going to say bye. So let's see what Angela picks as our sign off for this episode. Just, you can say anything. <laughs> I didn't think of one. I forgot. Just say anything. Um, believe in magic. Talk about your magic. Of a younger soul, believe in the magic of a rock and roll, believe in the magic that can set you free. I believe in magic. Absolutely. Yes.